Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. I'm a rule follower. Give me a checklist, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. That's what some of my clients tell me on a regular basis. Listen, I too am a rule follower, and I get it. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about when those rules don't work. What can we do to rewrite them? Welcome back to the Make Money Behave podcast. My name is Maria Casillas, and I'm honored that you've decided to join me today. What I really want to talk about today is liquidity. Now, that's just a fancy word that means access to the money that you actually have. How quickly can you get your hands on your pile of cash? So if that's what I want to talk about, why did I start the podcast episode with talking about rules? Well, because following a certain set of rules is what actually got me into a place where I didn't have enough liquidity. And it was really going through that life lesson that taught me, you know what, this is an important topic. And I think it's so oftentimes overlooked. And I just, I want to make sure that my listeners are aware of it. So thank you for joining me today. And let's jump right in. As you may know, the plan that I was following five, ten years ago was Dave Ramsey's seven baby step plan. And the first step for that plan is to put $1,000 in the savings account. And that's it. Just $1,000. There was a lot of pushback when I had people saying, you know, gosh, Maria, $1,000, that's not enough. And and I I mean, I had... I was a defender. I said, "Yes, it's it's plenty. I have enough there." You know, um there was there was no emergency that happened that became more than $1,000. Even even medical stuff. And I know that medical stuff is one of my biggest unexpected expenses, but in my mind and still a little bit in my mind, those can be put off right? I mean, you don't have to pay your entire medical bill. You can usually have them complete the service and then you get billed later on. And as of right now, there is no interest on medical bills. So having a thousand dollars in the bank was fine because, you know, if I needed new tires or something went wrong with the car or, you know, I mean, whatever, usually it was car repairs or the house, something went wrong with the house. A thousand dollars was enough to get us by. And then we would have to replenish that thousand dollars once we depleted it. And, you know, we went on with our lives. Well, step two for that plan is to pay off all of your debt except for your mortgage. So everything from credit cards all the way down to, you know, the the big hefty student loans. And so you would just throw all of your extra cash towards that. And listen, you guys, I did it. I mean, (laughs) I I still kind of chuckle about it today because I told you at the beginning of this podcast, I'm a rule follower. And when I put my mind to something, oh my gosh, do I do it? There was one time where I actually well, I guess I should say this first. Anytime I would get extra money, I would put it toward whatever step we were working on. So if we were working on step two, paying off all of our debt, and there was an extra $5 somewhere, instead of like pocketing that $5 or doing anything with it, I'm like, you know what? I know we're going to totally spend that. And so I want to make sure that we are reaching our goal as fast as possible. And so I would transfer, you know, $5 to, um, to that credit card because there's never any penalty for paying that credit card off faster and it wasn't like I couldn't make a bunch of payments every month if I wanted to because everything's done electronically well long story short I remember one time there was just like a 19 cent (laughs) 
<laughs> difference in something. And you guys, I swear to you, I made a 19 cent transfer at that time. I don't know if it was me trying to balance my checkbook or if it was um, that, you know, sometimes I would say, oh, well, I'll just guess that our electric bill will be $175. And then that way I could put money aside for that. And when the bill came through and it was really $169.12 or something, then I would just transfer the difference. I don't honestly remember what the, what the, the circumstances surrounding that situation were but I remember making that ridiculously small transfer and for me it was it was just like me drawing a line in the sand saying this means enough to me that I'm going to do this to its full extent and I don't I don't regret that the process um that process is what helped us have a hundred and three thousand dollar turnaround in like I don't know I want to say less than three years making very little money and so again I don't regret it except that I want to at least take the lessons that I've learned from that and impart those on you so back to the plan we only had a thousand dollars in that emergency fund and then we would you know pay off all our debt and I've had people come to me recently in this day and age, this time, these unbelievable times during this pandemic, and say, is $1,000 in my savings account enough? I, w- I really want to pay off these credit cards. You know, what, what should I do? And my advice today is far different than my advice would have been three, four years ago. First of all, I want to ask you what your actual goal is. I don't believe that my advice is good for you unless it is in alignment with what is important to you. So I want to make sure that you hear that loud and clear. Anything that I say today is not necessarily what I would say to you if you and I were having a discussion. So if you'd like to have a personal discussion and let me know or have me tell you what I would advise in your specific situation, then let's Let's go ahead and set up a call for that. That You can do that easily with chatwithmc.com. Again, that is chatwithmc.com. Just choose the 20-minute, it's free, free 20-minute consultation. It's called an icebreaker session, and we can sit down and talk about your specific circumstances. Today, though, I'm going to talk about just in more general terms and say that I would probably tell somebody not to pay their credit card down right now. I would tell somebody that having money liquid is actually a really good thing right now. And there are some definite reasons why I believe that. So I told you that there were some life lessons that happened to me and um, when I realized that I wanted some more liquidity. And one of those things was that we had gotten completely out of debt, which was fantastic. We had moved on to baby step three in that plan, which was to set aside three to six months of... um, expenses. So that's what was called the fully funded emergency fund. And so we did the three to six months of expenses. And then we moved on to baby step number four, which was to begin investing 15% of our income into retirement. So as you can see, all that we had liquid or available to us at any given circumstance was the three to six months of expenses. Well, we had not a ton of expenses because we were debt free at the time. And so I think we had maybe $10,000 in that account. I don't remember. I think it was $10,000. Um, 
And then, of course, we ended up having a baby. And those medical bills were in excess of $10,000. Now, like I said a little bit earlier, we didn't have to pay those medical bills right up front. So I made sure that I put myself kind of like on a payment structure and stuff. But of course, that felt like we were back in debt, right? <laughs> because now we now we owed somebody more money. Um, and so I remember that I also was following the whole idea of making like one extra payment on our mortgage every year so that it would pay it off faster. We made sure that we did a 15-year um mortgage because that's what the plan said to do make sure you put it on a 15-year mortgage so that way you are paying it off faster you're not paying as much as interest and you know mathematically it all made sense so we did all the things you guys all of the things and as a result our net worth started to really increase which was awesome because that's what i was told to focus on the net worth now i'm encouraging you to focus a lot more on liquidity than just on net worth. Because net worth really is just an equation of how much do you have in assets minus how much do you have in liabilities and the difference is your net worth. Well, keeping some of your cash liquid is not going to change your net worth because you still have that cash there, but it will have a dramatic impact on your level of peace of mind. And for me, that is way more important than just knowing that you've got your money working for you. Please, please do not misunderstand me. I want your money to be working for you. In fact, that's one of the reasons to have liquidity so that you can then utilize some of that money for opportunities when they present themselves. So please don't mistake this as, you know, this scarcity mindset and we have to have, you know, tons and tons of cash available. The idea here is that if you have all your money, let's just say, let's say, for example, retirement, because I told you that was baby step four and that's what we were working on. And so we had some money that we were then funneling into our retirement. Well, guess what? I'm 41. We're nowhere near 59 and a half. So we can't access that money unless we pay a pretty hefty penalty. I believe it's 10% plus all the taxes on it. Um, but forget the taxes because we'd have to pay that anyway at some point. Just assume that's an extra 10% that we're having to pay on that just to have access to that money. And so I learned at that point that I want to have access to some more money than just three to six months of expenses. And there are some creative ways to do that. And you know we can talk about those when you set up your call. The idea right here is just to make sure that you decide how much liquidity you'd like to have and, and make it a realistic one. So here's another way I want to talk about liquidity a little bit. And this is very unpopular, I'm sure. I'll probably get some pushback on this, and that's okay. Um, the idea of credit cards, right? So I don't think that it is a fantastic idea to use your credit card as your emergency fund. Because as Dave Ramsey would say, and, and I actually agree with this statement, going into debt during a time when you have no money probably isn't the best plan, right? Because if you don't have money now, chances are you're not going to have money later either. So why add extra payments to your plan? So I, I completely agree with that. Here's where, here's where I'm using creative thinking though. If you already have a balance of $5,000, and you're making regular payments on that. And then let's just say you get a $5,000 windfall, whether it's a gift or you know, whatever, however that, <laughs> however that happens for you. 
<clears throat> would you take that full money? Now, I would have. I would have done this four years ago. I would have taken that full $5,000 and paid off that credit card, and I would have been happier than a pig in slop. And maybe that's how you are right now, too. And that's okay. Right now, what I'm thinking, though, is that if you take that $5,000 and you lump sum pay that to your credit card, a couple of things could happen. Well, first of all, you'll have a zero balance, which is fantastic feeling, right? That's like, woo, I don't have that payment anymore. Um, and you might not have a 70000 70, my goodness, a $70 payment. Um, I don't even know what the actual payment would be. Let's just say it was $70 a month. And you would have saved yourself, assuming it was 20% interest, you would have saved yourself about $1,000 over the course of the year. So all good things, right? In these crazy times right now, they, it's not unheard of for credit card companies to slash their credit limits down. So if you have a $5,000 balance and maybe you have a $6,000 credit limit, or maybe maybe they could even bring it down to $5,000 credit limit. So that means your card is pretty much maxed out. Well, if you pay that down to $3,000, it's not unheard of for these credit card companies to then slash your credit limit down to that two or $3,000. That actually happened to me in 2008, I believe it was. We had a credit card limit. Now this was actually for a a business. I had a small business. And so because it was considered business credit line, I think they initially sent me a credit card with a limit of $20,000. And I never, ever, ever came close to using it. <laughs> maybe, maybe $1,000 here or there, maybe two at the max. So never, ever close to the 20. Well, when the whole, the whole housing market crashed and, and like, people were just taking credit away left and right. They literally took that credit limit and slashed it from the $20,000 limit that it was down to the $1,000 that I owed on it at the time. So they took away $19,000 worth of quote available money. Okay. If they do that to you today if you took that $5,000 and you paid that down to 1000 for example, now you don't have $4,000 of your cash because you put it towards the credit card. And you also don't have $4,000 limit that you could play with. And so what harm would it do? I know it's mathematical harm. But what harm, what other harm would it do if you held on to that $5,000 until you know when you're supposed to go back to work, for example. Maybe maybe you don't have work right now because of the pandemic that we're in. And so there's just all of these other factors that I want you to consider when deciding what to do with that money. I mean, that $5,000 could technically be about three years worth of payments for you. And Granted, you would end up paying probably a couple thousand dollars in interest if you're at a 20% or higher interest rate. So I'm not suggesting that you do this as a strategy all the time, but I am suggesting that it's okay to consider something different, especially when your circumstances are a little bit different. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up for today because I've gone past my 15-minute mark. But I want to just make sure that I, I drive home this this important message. 
These are just examples that I'm giving you. They're not actual numbers and your circumstances are different. So please, please, please do not say, oh, Maria told me never to pay off my credit cards (laughs) because that's not what I am saying at all. I do want you to understand though that the rules may be different if your circumstances are different. So it's important to really take a step back and go, what are your values? What are your goals? What are your circumstances? And then write the rules around those things. There does not need to be some, you know, so-and-so said I need to do this and -and so-and-so said I need to do that. You are so-and-so. This is your life. I want you to live it with intentionality. And this, this is just permission to think outside the box. That's all this episode is. <laughs> if you take nothing else from that, I'm giving you permission to think outside the box and to understand that your net worth is not the only measure of success. And quite honestly, it might not even be the one that gives you the most peace of mind. And that's really important to me that you have that peace of mind. I know after listening to all this, there might be some confusion and I want to make sure that I help clear that up with you. So again, just go to my calendar, chatwithmc.com and let's see what your values, your circumstances, your goals and how all that adds up and let's see what we can do to create a plan that will allow you to meet those goals while living out your values in your current circumstances chatwithmc.com. That's where it's at. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.